2: Speak to him. They are who we thought they were.
3: And we let them off the line. Well, I get out of hand, just just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West Lake Titans. That's left. 372 wide sticks.
1: The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going
3: to go to college? I'll just play football. Yo! Welcome into the show, and hour number two of the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. I'm Matt. Last name Wyatt, follow me on Twitter, at Radio Wyatt. Don't know how to spell it, it's just like Wyatt Earp. I've said that a bunch of times in my life. Matt Wyatt, Wyatt just like Wyatt Earp. Sometimes they want to say white and other things, that's not it. And roger we're Get in mr roger's neighborhood in
1: this neighborhood a beautiful day for a neighbor would you be mine could you be mine
3: roger it has begun to sprinkle a little rain up here in north mississippi what about where you are
1: uh yeah we've had a, that for about an hour and a half but really spotty yeah but they say that there's some extreme cold coming behind this yeah extreme cold you're talking up. about maybe getting some Little uh, flurries out there. Nothing gonna stick, of course. Ground's too warm.
3: Bring it on, though. I want to see some snow this year. It's about time. Yeah, it's about time we had some action. That's right. I agree. You know, Roger. They say when you wash your car. Easy for you to say, though. You work at your house. (laughs) uh, Yeah, right. You know, uh, they say when you wash your car, it's like a guaranteed thing. It's then gonna rain because it makes your car dirty. So what's the counter for snow? The counter for snow would be mm. well i don't know what i was going to say though Maybe is the same thing. what i was going to say is we were supposed to get a big old dousing of rain today as that was a forecast yeah and so i worked really hard on my gutters because they were full of leaves and gunk And get them covers well they're on there it didn't make any difference still but it's just gutter a
1: brush you, that
3: yeah so i got up there and i cleaned the gutters out Worked hard on them because we're supposed to get a big dousing of rain today. I want my gutters to work. Yeah. So a surefire thing to make sure that it only sprinkles a few drops <laughs> is to work really hard on your gutters. Spray that wet and forget all over your house. and <laughs> There's a drought then. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's the way it works. Plenty of coffee in the thermos here today in the studio. Coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany. Y'all follow Dan the Coffee Man on Twitter. They have a neat operation. It is some kind of fine coffee. The real deal. It's not expensive, and you can order it. He roasts it right here in New Albany. Uh, just up the road, and he'll deliver it to your house. So uh, get your coffee there, highpointroasters.com. Today, Roger, before we go any farther, today is hashtag. National Men Make Dinner Day. National okay. Men Make Dinner Day. Or is around my house we call that the uh,
1: any day that ends in a Y.
3: Yeah. <laughs> the my favorite comedian, famous comedian Brian Regan, has a message for you on Twitter, on his Twitter account Brian Regan for hashtag. National Men Make Dinner Day. Here's his advice. It is
1: November 7th, National Men Make Dinner Day. So, men, listen up. You want to do this right. It's very important when you're making dinner. You need to take that fork and you need to really stab that cellophane over the Salisbury steak to make sure that it's <laughs> venting well. And then you pull that one part of the cellophane back from the mashed potatoes. So, halfway through, you know, you can stir it up and then the section over that blueberry cobbler, that little quadrant, you got to pull that cellophane completely off. And uh, it's very important that you follow all of these steps, because if you don't, you might be ruining what otherwise could be a very romantic dinner.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, picking up your sarcasm there, sir. Well, I got it out of the way last night. Matt, third person, Matt is the dinner, I mean, the, the breakfast cook, in the Wyatt household. So my girls wanted breakfast for dinner. For supper, they wanted eggs and bacon and grits and biscuits. And so I did that last night. You cooked all that? I cooked all of that. I'm the best grit maker in the world. And it ain't like you can screw it up, let's be honest. that do you use the instant
1: grits? <laughs> no. Uh-uh. You get those from up around Oxford, those really good uh, the instant grits? <laughs> no, no, they've got some that they that are uh, stone ground. They're really kind of uh-huh. like gourmet grit. Yeah, can...
3: I, I would say I have had some of those, but I have never actually ground grits in a, with a stone myself. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I will like them that much. I always let somebody else do the grinding. But hey, um, over in the delta, there is a rice. Uh, farm and operation over there called two brooks it's a family that runs this thing it's called two brooks rice farm and a while back this might have been a year ago they gave me some rice grits and let me tell you man outstanding outstanding now sure they're they're different than the Regular grits, but outstanding. Okay, enough about grits. Delta grind is what I was trying to think of. Is that what you're uh, Delta grind? Mm-hmm. What's the difference between that and stone ground? I don't know, but I've heard uh,
1: s- several chefs brag on them.
3: Okay.
1: It's got that little extra, I guess maybe the lack of processing probably leaves a lot of the flavor in there. It got a little extra grit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, used to love that uh, publication. What's that? Grit, grit. You ever get? You ever read that? No, Grit magazine. It was a little newspaper. No, I've never. It actually, it was the same size as the Clarion Ledger is now. Oh yeah, it was always a little smaller than the regular. <laughs> was it a weekly? Yeah, it was like a kids' newspaper. Oh okay, I like. The I'm name. sure some
3: people out there remember Grit.
1: They'll tell us on the text line.
3: Remember when cut, three hump camels reminding us of uh, that line from My Cousin Vinny? Which one? Are those magic grits? Did you get those from the same guy who sold Jack his beanstalk beans? <laughs> magic grits. Remember, when he goes. Did you, did you say grits? Yeah, you want some grits? What is a grit? <laughs> Good stuff, my cousin Vinny. Don't let your kids watch it. As the Italians say, my people call it polenta. Yeah, right. Yeah, I like grits. All right. So enough about grits. No, I, look, this came up yesterday. I didn't, like, get all deep into it. I do want to, um, you know, make a quick comment about this again, though. This was – I want you to listen closely. This is uh, Freddie Coleman, ESPN. He was talking about this is after they released the college football playoff rankings back on Tuesday night. And then he reacted to it on his show on ESPN. And he's saying that he likes the 14 playoff the way it is.
0: If you're college football, it has been a mine for them when it comes to conversation. Each and every Tuesday and Wednesday, you give some something for people to talk about. Yeah, the NFL is always going to be here, but college football and the playoff rankings and the process and the conversation afterwards feels like a put, holiday. Uh, well, uh, exactly, it's a holiday every Tuesday. Seriously, I mean, we yeah. had two, we had two election days on Tuesday—the real election day coming in the states and put and putting people in office or putting people out of office—and the college football playoff rankings on Tuesday. It has been the best thing for college football in terms of getting that casual fan that may not know enough about your sport but wants to be vested to see who's going to be in and who's going to be out.
3: All right. So listen to everything that he's pointing out to you right there. I'm bad about playing a sound clip and then wanting to repeat it again, but we all heard it. You heard it yesterday too. So let me just give you an example of everything you're hearing there. I'm not picking on Freddie Coleman. They do a great job. I'm just saying his perspective is precisely – The best example of the national perspective, especially from media, regarding college football and what he's telling you without actually saying it, he probably doesn't even realize this, what he's saying is, hey, we've all got the NFL. We know what that is. From a national perspective, the media, we're NFL people. That's what we are. And look, every Tuesday night and Wednesday, we get to talk a little bit about college football. And it's going to be the same teams over and over and over. Well, Penn State's in there, Matt. Yeah, I know. Find me how many national media, big platform people are talking about Penn State football today on Thursday. And they put them at number four.
1: Ain't nobody
3: talking about them. That's the line of them going all the way? Exactly, Roger zilch what's less than zero okay so number one they are telling you from a national perspective big media they're not even paying attention to college football okay they could they could not possibly care less that minnesota is ranked in the top 15 or so and they also are undefeated just not in the playoff their schedule hasn't been thick enough and now they're gonna host undefeated penn state anybody talking about that don't care Not talking about it. Not going to talk about it. It's an afterthought. It's just something to have on a television on Saturday. And it'll bring ratings. Yeah, but it's not NFL ratings. He's just basically said that. NFL number one. ah, College football, a little salt and pepper. We'll shake that. We'll put a little spice on our football talk each week. That's all it is. That's all it is to them. And to them... They, the, the big media <laughs> across the country, we're talking to ESPN. They like it that you can get Ohio State and LSU and Alabama in there, and that's it. Make sure they're in. Make sure Alabama's in there. Make sure Clemson's either in or next to in. You know, Ohio State. If it's not Ohio State this year, next year, the year after that, hopefully it's Michigan for them. It's the same thing because they feel like that if they talk about Alabama, then they are capturing the college football audience. But it's just not the truth. It's just not true. And then think about the whole casual fan deal. That comment about they're bringing in the casual fan with this college football playoff top four teams. I don't know any of those. Yeah. They're all pretty serious. Right. Yeah, I mean, you're right, Roger. How many, like, on the periphery, they don't even really, I don't know, they don't really even keep up with a whole lot of college football every week. But, boy, they can't wait to tune into those college football uh, revealings, the rankings, every Tuesday night. I'm surprised
1: he didn't go down the sports betting influence, you know. That might be what he was talking about. People leave. Yeah, you know, just trying to track what's going
3: on for that reason. So, I mean, in one answer, he he basically typified what's wrong with the whole thing. What's wrong with the whole thing? When I say I'm not saying, okay, hold on, maybe to say what's wrong is not the right way to say it. It's not that it's completely fouled up or uninteresting. That's not true. I'm just saying it's so far from what it could be. It is so far. I mean, by expanding the playoff to include more teams and in therefore include more postseason games as a part of the playoff deal, it only raises the interest on every level. More, as he says, casual fans to see the rankings. More people across the country talking about it because it involves more fan bases. Only more television revenue because then the postseason games, there are more postseason games that actually matter instead of less. More people invited to the party. Can it be done? Absolutely it can be done. So I just don't understand. I really don't understand how smart people can look at all that stuff that we just talked about line it up in terms of their talking points and then use it to defend keeping it at four games i don't understand that at all
0: if you're college football it has been a gold mine for them when it comes to conversation each and every tuesday and wednesday you give some something for people to talk about
3: okay pause it's been a gold mine do you think it would be less of a gold mine if they had more teams in a playoff? <laughs> All right, so I'm checking them off one by one. Gold mine, we're talking m- 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 money, right? And people tuning in. So you're telling me, you expect me to believe that if you expand the playoff, you wouldn't have more people watching it? So gold mine, we're talking money. Gold mine, it's been a gold mine. Is the number one thing brought up. So let's check it off on our side of the argument. You expand it, it's even more of a goldmine. That is a fact. Yeah, the
0: NFL is always going to be here. But college football and the playoff rankings and the process and the
3: conversation afterwards. Feels like a holiday. uh, Well, uh, exactly. It's a holiday. It's a holiday for about five fan bases. What if it were eight fan bases? Therefore, 9 or 10, because you're going to include the 9 or 10 who don't get in.
0: Every Tuesday. Seriously. I mean, we yeah. had two, we had two election days on Tuesday. The real election day, coming in the States and put and putting people in office or putting people out of office, and the college ball playoff rankings on Tuesday. It has been the best thing for college football in terms of getting that casual fan that may not know enough about your sport
3: but wants to be vested to see who's going to be in and who's going to be out. All right. It's been the best thing for college football to – Pull in that casual fan who's in and out. Find out on Tuesday and Wednesday. So if you're saying that in comparison to the old model, the old BCS, yeah, it's better. So we're we just gonna stop right here where it is? Because it is far
0: from what it could be. And I've also be I've also believed this. There's no way it's going to eight anytime soon. And if I have my way, it would stay at four teams. Okay. Tell me why you would keep it at four. I think if it went to eight teams the conversation wouldn't be as strong as it is with four. That number is significant. You have four in, and nobody else can get in.
3: Makes no sense whatsoever. None. It makes zero sense to say that the conversation is heightened and that the most people across the country are engaged and that the most possible... (laughs) <laughs> the, the, the biggest possible group of fans are passionate about it at four, but they would fall off at eight. He's telling you that there are fans, there are people, I guess me and you, college football fans, who would sit here and go, man, we're going to watch tonight and find out who's in the top four. Well, we know it's Ohio State and Alabama and LSU. Who's the fourth? I don't know. It's probably Clemson. Oh, it's Ohio. It's Penn State. We got a surprise at number four. Great. We're all into it. But he's telling you that if we make it to include more teams with a shot at the national championship, that now our interest would trail off. I'm in and passionate at four. Now we're going to eight. Okay, I'm bored now. That's the dumbest thing I've heard all week. And all of a sudden people are like, why can't my team be
0: number four? My team's going to be number four. It's the best thing in college football to leave it at four teams in the playoffs and not move it to six or not move it to eight.
3: Bull! (laughs) I couldn't disagree more. You know who it's best for, Freddie? It's best for the teams that are in the top four. Who's that? Same ones. Every year. Same ones. Outside of the first year. Mhm. Same ones every year. Going to be the same ones every year. So if you are on a big national platform like ESPN Radio, something like that. Maybe it's Fox, maybe it's CBS. You know, something like that. Where what he just told you what he really want the NFL will always be there. What they really want to talk about is the NFL. I understand why. You do too? So what they really want to talk about is the NFL. What he's really telling you is, so on it from a national perspective, we only need it to be four. That way we have to know less about more teams. And we can just know more about really three teams, four teams. That's it. We can talk about those four teams. It'll take up less time on our big national radio show. We can just talk about those four teams. One game a weekend, that's it. And they have convinced themselves that in their head, that will grab them. That will grab and engage the college football world out there. Bull. Now it's probably working now. It's fine. It is what it is. Everything's okay. It's okay. My goodness, it could be so much more. My goodness, it could be so much better. It could be so much more... I don't know. So many more fan bases that engage and become passionate. So many more people buying tickets to go see a game to a team that already has two losses because they are not eliminated from the possibility of chasing down a national championship. Folks, what I'm telling you is if you have if you have ever needed more proof here it is. If you have ever needed more proof that college football is, is all about the 1%. That is what it is. Number, I mean, the 1% want to just be the 1%. That's all they want. That's all Alabama and Ohio State and the powers that be. That's what they want. They're going to drive the money. They're going to have the control and the winning. They're going to get who they want because of recruiting. They're the ones that are going to continue to stay at the top. The conferences aren't going to do a doggone thing about it. So instead of expanding it, it's going to keep rolling in it. It's not about parity. Listen, it's not about parity. It's not about an equal playing field. It's not. It's time to let go of that idea. Stick around. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show, and another thing. Picking up right where we left off. I have another point I want to make, and then I'm coming to some of your texts. Feel free to text me, though, what you think. You may think that I'm nuts and that it ought to stay at four right now and forever. Uh, And I won't yell at you. Really and truly, I, I like the back and forth. So text away 885-ESPN or 885 Call me on the Divini Equipment phone line. Your Kubota dealer, Davinny Equipment. Check them out online, divinieequipment.com. Great deals for hunters right now. And uh, you need to see them if you haven't. So go on out, test drive one at Davinny in Madison and in Jackson. Davinny phone is 995-1059. That is a 601 area code, 995-1059. Give me a shout. Love to hear your voice. Name and likeness. The NCAA says, okay, passed that law in the state of California. Florida rushed to do it as well. Other states are going to follow suit, theoretically. So the NCAA told us last week, In a press release, we haven't done anything, but we're going to start. We're going to form the committee and begin to start looking at ways to implement this within the NCAA structure. We'll see what we can come up with. Well, I would like to say this. One of the things that Mr. Hancock, a wonderful man, who is the father, I'd say the father of the BCS, but he certainly ran the whole suit and match, and he's a big deal in this playoff and wonderful guy. One of the things Mr. Hancock and others have always said about the college football postseason in defending why it is the only one that does not include a full robust playoff, and that is Division One football. Because guess what? One double A, full playoffs. 30-something teams, isn't 16? 30? Division Two, Division Three, they all do it. The NFL, everybody has playoffs like you're supposed to but not in FBS big-time college football. And one of the things they've always said, don't want them playing too many games. We don't want them playing 16 games. School, exams, right? Got to do schoolwork. Put too much on them. We don't want them playing too many games. Conference championship games, first weekend in December, And, yeah, we don't don't want to play in a bunch of games up until Christmas. The calendar, the schedule, bowl games. We don't want to play in too many games. Why not? Because now athletes can cash in on their name and likeness. Wouldn't they have even more opportunities to do that if they played more games? Why not play two, three more games? Why not? Oh, oh, what, what? It's too much wear and tear on their bodies? Then why are they doing it in the FCS? Kids are the same age, college kids. Division two, same age, college kids. Come we ain't trying to get hurt. Right. Why aren't they trying to get hurt? Because D1 folks are going to the NFL. Because D1 folks are going to the NFL. We're, we even have them skipping bowl games and not playing in it to protect their status in the NFL, in the NFL draft. Well, you want to curb all this? Let those best players, those potential high draft picks, earn money on their name and likeness. And guess what? They can also play 16 games in a full playoff with more teams. So don't give me that BS either, because I will shoot it down as quick as you spit it out. All right, here we go. Text and then come to the phone. Unnamed texter said he was cleaning gutters last night on TV, too. Or, or, or last night as well. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just something we have to do from time to time. Got to get down in the gutter. Yep. Denzel says, uh, today is the anniversary of the fourth and 25 game, Arkansas and Ole Miss. Arkansas, seven-point underdog, beat Ole Miss. Uh what, 53-52 to 52 was a final in that game? Gracious. I have never seen anything like that. And, buddy, I'll tell you this. I don't believe in curses or being snake bitten and all that kind of stuff, but let me tell you something. <laughs> if you're an Ole Miss fan and you are prone to believe that sometimes the universe is against you for some reason, what do you think after that game? CWR said, preach, Wyatt, preach. Gator man says, how about this? And he sent me a, a bracket for a full, how many teams is that? 16-team playoff? I love it, man. You know, but it'll be baby steps. They're not going to go from four to six They're going to go from four to eight because they should. You know, the truth outlasts everything and everybody. You can't make it go away. Remember that I said, this goes for anything. You had better make friends with the truth Because it is a relentless enemy. It will never stop tracking you down. Ever. (laughs) So you better make friends with the truth. And the truth is, college football across the board is better if you expand the playoff. That is the truth. And the big boys can talk about it. Otherwise, all they want, they are wrong. Walton says, so Matt, are you saying you're for or against expansion? <laughs> and then, yeah, the two mini games. Well, quit playing. F- this is an unnamed texture. says, quit playing four homecoming games a year. Make those playoff games at the end. It's not rocket science here. That's Jason and Flagstaff. Jason, good to hear from you. I totally agree, man. Totally agree. And Jason said it yesterday on Twitter. He said, I'm a big college football fan as anybody. Didn't watch one minute of the college football playoff release on Tuesday. Me neither. Why am I watching that? I have a life. <laughs> and Jason got kids too. All right, here we go. Divinity Equipment, phone line. DaVinny Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. BK in Jackson. What's up, BK? Yeah,
2: I am going to come in on that. Uh, I'm interested in playing. And I think they should go to a uh, north, south region, east, west region. Make like four regions. Take three out of each region, get four of them are by. And eight at large. The eight at large the first week, and the winner play the four with a bye. Alabama and three more would have a bye. And then you'll be down the, the second week, you'll be down to 18.
1: Yeah.
2: The third week, you'll be down to 14, two, and then the championship.
3: Yeah. So um,
2: You're doing, but sitting now, waiting for
1: the holidays, you could be playing ball.
3: Yeah, you could play, play yeah. well, playing meaningful football. Instead of BK, the you know the the New Mexico Bowl between a couple teams in early December. Who we got a news release last week that ESPN signed up a sponsor for that game because they lost the previous sponsor, the New Mexico Bowl. They signed up a new sponsor for that game, and it turns out it's a bogus company. Some guy who rented an office space in a building out in like Albuquerque convinced ESPN that he had a business. And they put his name on the press release and put it out there. And after somebody looked into it and realized, man, this guy didn't even run a business. <laughs> Instead of that, we'd have you know, real meaningful games. At least it's a plan. I agree, BK, and thanks for the call. Appreciate you listening also. Uh Tide Man on the Divinity Equipment Phone. What's up, Tide Man?
2: Hey, good afternoon. Hi y'all. Uh...
3: To your, your conversation and I can't, uh, hey, against- T- Tide Man, um, I am sorry to interrupt yeah. you. Uh, the music did start, but your connection is not great. Uh, it's we we're having a hard. Uh-huh. I'm having a hard it time here. Back. Yeah, try calling me right back, and let's see if the connection will get better. And we'll try that. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay. I don't think we were going to get a chance to hear what he had to say uh, anyway because the connection was not great. All right. Hey, coming up. Matt Moscona from ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans. Matt has his Good Afternoon Show there in Louisiana. After Further Review is the name of the show, and Matt's going to be on the show next. We're going to talk a little LSU and Alabama, the huge game coming up this weekend. Y'all, stick around. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show, I'm Matt. Matt Wyatt. In the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Coming up, schedule a chat with another Matt. Matt Muscona from ESPN in Baton Rouge. And uh, New Orleans has AFR after further review in the afternoons there. In that area. First up, Tide Man back on the line. Let's see if the connection is any better. Appreciate you calling us back, Tide Man. What's up?
2: No problem. Can you hear me better oh, now?
3: Oh, yeah. That's clear as a bell. Thank you.
2: Okay. Good deal. My phone is about to die on me. But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, I don't have any arguments against against the points that you're making. I, I'm just going to offer my own perspective.
3: Okay. Doggone. His phone died. Didn't he say it? Look at that, Dad. Gummed tied man. It's not even your fault or our fault. <laughs> I was looking forward to your message, and his phone just zapped. And he even said it. My phone's about to die, and then, bam, it's gone. Well, that's fine because we got. Uh, we're gonna be good on. for a few seconds. Man, didn't it sound good there for just a sec? I have always wanted to lead a guest in with this, and I'm gonna do it right now. Matt Muscona on the Davini Equipment phone. Chinese bandits. Where they at? How about that, Matt? Did that get you up? man. I don't know what that is. I mean, I know it's Chinese Bandits, but
2: I don't know where you ripped that from. That's pretty cool. I like it.
3: <laughs> don't know, huh? i tell you what, man. They start playing the Chinese Bandits in Baton Rouge. I've been there, like, out, standing out on the field. And the whole... You know, everybody wearing purple and gold starts doing their arms up and down, and it's a little bit intimidating. Now, I'll be honest with you, they got something going down. There. <laughs> it's a bit
2: from from my days as a student. That was a personal fave. Third yeah. down cheer, the bandage cheer was a personal fave.
3: Yep. Well, I mean, you got like guys like Glenn Dorsey, and you you know looking at you in the eyeball and. Saying I'm coming to get you, like that's intimidating too, but even more so than the song. Uh, but speaking of intimidating atmospheres, so here goes LSU into Tuscaloosa this weekend, Matt, and they've they've done it before. He Burrow and the guys; they won at Auburn last year. Um, you know they've been on the road before. What about this deal? This is, is this a little bit of a different challenge given everything they're walking into. Uh,
2: I think we all know the answer. Of course it is. It's, I mean, no matter what metric you look at, Matt, the fact that LSU's lost eight in a row in the series or the fact that, you know, Bama's only lost four times under Nick Saban dating back to 2008 in Tuscaloosa. It's, it's Alabama, man. I mean, it's everybody's mm-hmm. biggest game. They're the standard by which all of college football is judged. And if you're LSU and you fancy yourself as a championship program, if you want to go to Atlanta and win an SEC championship and play in the playoff, then you've got to figure out a way to beat Alabama. And LSU hasn't done that for almost a decade now. And like it or not, if you want to do it this year with your all-American caliber quarterback, and your high-powered offense, you're still going to have to go there and win. So, yeah, it, it, of course, of course it's different because they haven't done it. Nobody on this team has done it, uh, but it doesn't change the reality of, they're going to go tee it up at 2.30 on Saturday and see if Fels can finally get one in the series.
3: Yeah. Going into the weekend, where should we kind of set our expectation regarding the, the loser still having a chance to get in the playoffs? I don't know if y'all have talked about it. I'm sure you have, Matt. Oh, yeah. What What is that scenario as you see it?
2: So I think it's different for both teams. I think if Alabama were to lose this game, they're in a very tough spot because they just don't have the resume. Mm -hmm. The only team they've played so far that's ranked is Texas A&M, and A&M's not ranked anymore. And if they lose a home game, albeit to LSU, you're still losing at home, and then you're not going to get the opportunity to play in the SEC championship game. So weird things can happen. I think we all know that. It happened two years ago where, where Bama loses to Auburn you know, the final regular season date. Auburn goes and loses the SEC championship and then Bama backdoors its way in and wins the national title without winning, without even winning the West. Mm -hmm. So it's possible. But I think the thing that's different this year, Matt, is I think you're going to have an undefeated Big Ten champion. You're going to have an undefeated Clemson. And I think the Pac-12 is a problem. And you know the SEC champion is getting in. I think the Pac-12 is a problem. I I think if you end up, which you likely will, with one loss Oregon and one loss Utah playing in the Pac-12 championship game then the winner, then that will be a top five matchup. That will either be four versus five or five versus six. The winner of that that game, in my opinion, is in. Okay. So I think it leaves the loser of this game out. LSU has a better resume, so if somewhere along the way something shuffles and there's a spot open, I think LSU with one loss would have a better shot of getting in the Bama with one loss, just because of that resume. But I, I don't know that this is the year where the SEC gets two in.
3: Matt Moscona on your radio right now. Y'all follow him on Twitter, at Matt Moscona, just his name there. And he has uh, his show in the afternoons after further review, 3 to 6, Central, ESPN, Baton Rouge, New Orleans. Uh, Check him out. So i had been talking a little bit about the, the idea of, you know, in the future, just kind of this evergreen topic of expanding the playoff. So if we were to just glance hypothetical, Matt, I'm just wondering your opinion on this. Instead of having to go, okay, if LSU or Al- if Alabama loses this weekend at home, they're out. Would it would it lessen college football as a whole if this playoff included more teams? Therefore, we weren't even having that discussion about an Alabama or somebody getting left out. Would that actually lessen the importance and kill what we have? Some people argue that.
2: I don't agree with that, Matt. I think to me that is a nonsensical argument. That is devastating to college football it is it is an an echo chamber argument that does not hold water i would argue that college football actually has the least important regular season of any sport because college football is literally the only get in the history of mankind that if you go back to the ancient greeks <laughs> you know throwing the javelin in the nude <laughs> in the original olympics college from that point to now college football is the only sport in the history of mankind where you can win every game you play and you're not and you're not a champion mm-hmm. it's it's the only one and it's infuriating and and what that does is it it means 95% of college football goes into the season knowing they have no shot of winning a championship mm-hmm. so i, I mean Matt, if you would look if you just glanced at, at rankings right now, just like sh- just super off the cuff. Like if I just glanced and go, okay, let's say if we had a sixteen team playoff. Uh, sixteen is Kansas State, fifteen is Notre Dame, fourteen Michigan, thirteen Wisconsin. Like, would you like to see Wisconsin and Clemson in an opening round game?
3: Oh my like, gosh.
2: Would on on Clemson's campus? Mm-hmm. Like, would you like to see a Oklahoma, Florida matchup? in Norman for the right to get to the round of 16 or the round of I mean like I, it this isn't hard every other every other sport has done it yet we collectively as mm-hmm. college football fans have convinced ourselves of this notion that fours or eight is too many and deserve. like what's what's absurd is that in this system and you set me off on a rant here man. <laughs> no what's I like absurd it. is that in this system Matt do you realize in this system Penn State, Won the Big Ten, beat Ohio State head to head, but a committee of old people in a room decided they like Ohio State more. So Ohio State got to go play for a championship, and Penn State got to go to the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like one won the league and won head to head and didn't get to go play in a playoff. Yeah. Like what are we doing? What, what are, are we are doing? doing in this thing?
3: Yeah, it's it's absurd. And you know, Matt, also that there's been a, a, a peripheral argument in the past about. Oh, the number of games in the bowl game thing, and I brought up a while ago. Example: the New Mexico Bowl. They lost a sponsor. They they went and found a fake one. Had to re- get rid of that sponsor. And now we're going to let players, you know, do the name and likeness thing at some point. Wouldn't they also benefit by playing more games, more big time games, meaningful games? Don't you think? I. Uh, uh,
2: yeah. Uh, I mean, to to whatever extent that is. Yeah. But I I think Matt. I would be so content with giving me a 10 game regular season where it was all power five against power five. And then you set your playoff and go from there. Absolutely. I mean, like, yeah. I, and and what that means is you take away LSU against Northwestern state and, you know, and Mississippi state against McNeese, like we don't need that. We right. know what it is. It's a money grab. It's, 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 an irrelevant money grab. But until the powers that be figure out how to make the money work, we're going to be stuck with this.
3: Excellent stuff, Matt, as always. I really enjoyed talking to you, and I always find myself wishing we had more time, but time just keeps on ticking, man. And so, hey, uh, thanks again, and I can't wait to watch this ballgame on Saturday, just like you, I know. Me too, man. Thanks, Matt. All right, talk to you soon. That's Matt Moscona. Follow him on Twitter, at Matt Moscona. Just spell out his name. You can listen to him uh, in the afternoons in Baton Rouge, 3 to 6 on ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, and on Cox Sports Television in the state of Louisiana. Um, Pat didn't agree. He said, what's Matt talking about? He said a one-loss Oregon over a one-loss LSU. That's, I think that's not what he was saying. Is He was actually using the example of what if Alabama loses because their resume would have them in big trouble. And then you're talking about, the Pac-12 throwing a little wrench into the gears with a one-loss champion. And you've already got Oregon on the door, you know, kind of knocking on the door. At least that's the way I heard it. And then Pat says the smaller colleges need the payday to survive from the larger schools. Well, no, they don't. If that's what they need to survive, they need to do something else. My
1: opinion. Play those games in the spring. (laughs)
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like uh, the XFL. All right, yeah. see y'all tomorrow. See ya. Well, just shoot up in here amongst us. One of us got to have some relief.